This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, and welcome to the Betting Weekly podcast here on the Bet Rivers Network. We're going to be looking ahead to this week's midweek Premier League card. Lots and lots of action taking place over Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night in the Premier League. Some big games, some important games. And myself and Nigel Seeley are going to be taking you through those. Uh, Nigel, how you doing, mate? Welcome back to the show. Good weekend. Yeah, very busy. Uh, lots of uh, lots of betting action. Not not very good, really, on the Premier League last week. I mean, we had a bad Saturday, but we had a very good Sunday. So if you gave up and faded everything on the Saturday, <laughs> you would have got it all back on Sunday. You didn't. You didn't. Tr- you didn't trust us, but uh, we did it right on Sunday. But uh, Saturday wasn't so good. But uh, so it's really interesting now, isn't it? The bottom of the table and the race for the Champions League spots is really, really getting exciting now. Especially at the bottom of the table, when it's going to go down to the final day of the season, which um, which is good. It was a good sort of weekend for my anti-post stuff with Burnley. So that was all right. That was good. Good stuff. Brilliant. Let's uh, let's start then. Let's kick off by looking at the game taking place on Tuesday uh, evening, and that's the clash between Aston Villa and Liverpool. Now Liverpool were dealt a bit of a blow in their title hopes at the weekend with a disappointing draw at home to Spurs. They didn't really play well on the day. Are you expecting them to go to Villa Park and bounce back? How do you see this one? Well, they were our dog of the week, weren't they, Tottenham? At plus mm. 550. Um, and I felt we deserved the win. I thought Tottenham played it brilliant. I thought Liverpool looked tired and that was the problem with me. I, I, they played so many games and here's another game what, 72 hours after their last match? So that's, this is now their, their, their 12th match, I think it is, in 30 days. And they've got an FA Cup final at the weekend. They've then got a Champions League final as well. I mean, they do look leg-weary to me. Um, and obviously, I said I mentioned it last week, Salah and Mane are, are both coming back from the African Cup of Nations as well, which is just shows you how many games of football they've played. And they're, they're getting bigger and bigger, the games now, for them. Um, if Liverpool were probably opposed playing there any other side, I'd probably be looking at a way to oppose them. But given the Steven Gerrard factor with Aston Villa here, <laughs> I think it's very, very hard to look past Liverpool. I'm not saying for one minute that Steven Gerrard will go um, easy on his former team. He's a legend status, but also I don't think he's going to go all out to win either. It's been a long season for him. He's, he's looking at his players. He's got a lot of a lot of injuries as well. Coutinho's out injured for this game as well. Um, but Villa sides under Gerard go through real sort of points of seat of form. They, they go on rolls where they lose every game, then they go on rolls where they win every game. They, they can't put any consistency together. They're either winning loads or losing loads. And at the end of the season now, they're hitting a bit of form. Uh, they've won their last three, or they're unbeaten in the last three. Played very, very well uh, last time out as well. I, I, I think that uh, Liverpool will edge it, but I don't think it's going to be 
a gun home match. I don't think there's going to be lots and lots of goal action. Um, I'm very, very reserved to have a pick on this because of the Steven Gerrard factor. I think that's really, really important. Usually before FA Cup finals, you want to oppose both sides in, in the build-up to the FA Cup. But Liverpool obviously are going down for <laughs> chasing the Premier League title, which is, which is much more important than winning the FA Cup. So I expect a very strong Liverpool side. I just don't know whether they've got it in them to go down the stretch. And I think the amount of games they've played may sort of suffer towards the end of the season in some capacity, as we saw in that Tottenham game. So I think this is going to be close. I would expect Liverpool to probably edge it, but I think it's going to be quite narrow. I'm quite surprised to see under two and a half goals here at plus 133. Um, I thought that would be closer to around about 110. I believe that um, this will probably be a 1-0, 2-0 Liverpool win. Get the job done. Get everyone fit. Get to Wembley on, on Saturday. Play the FA Cup final. Get through to the season. Keep putting the pressure on, on Manchester City and then go to Paris and try to win the Champions League. But I think this is all about three points rather than anything else. And I'm slightly... It's only only a lean. I wouldn't probably play it myself personally, but if you're forcing me for a, for a bet here. Um, and I, I would be going towards under two and a half goals. I don't see any reason why Liverpool... We'll keep pushing and pushing and pushing, despite this goal difference and despite what Manchester City have got. I think if they go one or two nil up, you've got to rest and protect your players for some big, big matches ahead of you. Yeah, for sure. Indeed, and, and that's a great point. Liverpool still have their fingers in plenty of pies this season. Uh, moving on to Wednesday's game, uh, their upcoming FA Cup final opponents, <laughs> Chelsea. They visit Ellen Road, Leeds United desperate for points down at the bottom of the table. Chelsea not in great form of late. You've opposed them a few times in recent weeks and they've been very difficult to read as we've been discussing. Is this one that you want to oppose Chelsea in again? I would again if they were playing any other side apart from Leeds. I think the atmosphere at Ellen Road is going to be absolutely electric. Um, they're going to be the 12th man for Leeds. I know it's an old cliche, but we saw, as you, we, we alluded to, on the, or you alluded to on the, the Europa League, show that the atmosphere arranges how they got through. I'm not saying it's going to be exactly the same as that, but I'd say it was a very, very raucous atmosphere. There's a lot of history between these two clubs as well, dating back from the 70s. Uh, the fans don't particularly like each other. And I would expect a really, really, really big performance from Leeds. The only problem is they're decimated by injuries still. Dallas is out, long-term Cooper, the centre's half, and captain is out. Now Luke Ayling suspended after his red card uh, against Arsenal. Uh, no Bamford. Uh, that's to be the biggest problem for this season. Um, and, you know, Calvin Phillips doesn't look the same player he, he was before his injury. So you've really got to get a monumental performance out of Leeds, but the timing couldn't be better to play Chelsea. Chelsea have the FA Cup. Um, they're hanging on to that third place. I still think they will get that third place. I know I mean, you and I have spoken, but Arsenal or Tottenham are going to probably, one of them, they're going to drop points because yeah. they're going to play each other. And then Leeds, uh, Chelsea's final two fixtures this season are against uh, Leicester and Watford both at home. So you would expect them to win those games. So I don't think they're going to fall out of the Champions League. So I think this is, will be a very, very um, a fringe sort of uh, Chelsea side. I think they're rested a lot of players. They they had Lukaku in at the weekend and Lukaku scored two goals. I think he's trying to hit some form to, to get a move back to Inter or anyone else who want to take him. I think he's, I, I think he's being misused in this Chelsea side. So Lukaku's probably one player on that, on that team who's got something to prove. So I'm look. I look at Lukaku to score at any time. Uh, he, he took a penalty as well. I think he'll probably take the penalties. I think he will. I think he will play. So a Lukaku any time would be a, a, an angle for me for Chelsea. Um, but apart from that, 
I couldn't really, really play any of these because obviously we all know Leeds need to win. Their form isn't that great. They're conceding an awful lot of goals. They play very well in patches, Leeds. You know, they have good spells in games and then they just have made so, so many really stupid defensive mistakes as you saw against Arsenal. And that's been pretty much the season. The goalkeeper is hit or miss. He can be absolutely sensational one day or absolutely useless. So um, we all know what Leeds have got to do. I can't get a read on Chelsea. But I think if you were looking for Chelsea, I think Lukaku at plus 163 to score any time. I'm certain he'll play because um, he may not play in the FA Cup final. And I'm certain he'll play pretty much from now to the end of the season. I expect the big end of the season from Lukaku because he's effectively a, a, a fit player, isn't he? He hasn't played any football for ages. All he's got yeah. is splint, splinters in his bum by sitting on the bench. <laughs> but um, he will come out and I expect Lukaku to put in performance here and try to get a move away from uh, Stamford Bridge in the summer. So that would probably be my only angle. But on the match itself, no bet. I would look to oppose Leeds. Uh, sorry, look to oppose Chelsea, but I couldn't trust Leeds. Leicester take on Norwich City. Norwich, of course, already relegated. Leicester beaten yesterday. Um, not really got an awful lot to play for anymore this season. This is a, a bit of a, a kind of holiday camp, this fixture, isn't it? It feels like two sides with their feet up now. Well, Leicester should have got something from Everton. I mean, they had nine shots on target. Uh, they they battered Everton for long periods of that game and, and Jordan Pickford had an absolutely worldly game of a game. So I, I don't think that... I think that scoreline flatters Everton rather than sort of makes Leicester look bad. The one thing Leicester do is create lots of chances and, and, and score goals. And the one thing Norwich do is concede loads and loads of goals. Uh, Norwich have conceded at least two in their 11 of their last 13 matches. And that's the problem they have. And at the weekend, they, Dean Smith rested a lot of Norwich's mainstay players and he gave youth a chance. It didn't work. They were battered 4-0 by a West Ham side. And that was a West Ham side that come through a, a semi-final uh, Europa League second leg. So you, you would think that Leicester will finish the season on a high. I think they deserve to give the fans something. I think their performances recently haven't been that great. They haven't won in seven matches, but they score goals. I mean, nine of the last 10, I think they've scored a goal. Um, and against this this terrible, terrible, terrible Norwich defence, probably one of the worst defences we've seen in the Premier League. I think Leicester will score. Um, I like over two and a half goals here, which is minus 152, because I believe that Leicester could probably get that on their own. And I also like Leicester on the Asian handicap. I couldn't bet Leicester at minus 235, but I certainly could make a case for Leicester minus 107 on the handicap at minus one and a quarter. So that means if Leicester win by one goal, you would only lose half your stake. If Leicester won by two goals, we'll win. If three goals, we'll win, obviously. And obviously, if it's a draw or a Norwich win, we would lose um, uh, all our money. So the only way we're going to lose all our money is if it was a draw or Norwich win. We'd get half our stake refunded and only half a play uh, on the on the, if Leicester won by one goal. So I think that's the best way to play because I expect Leicester to score at least two. And most teams in the Premier League, when they, when they hit the ball years ago, Years and years ago, teams in the Premier League never used to give up when they got relegated. You know, if you go back when the Premier League started or the old first division, teams would, would still put in the shift. They want to play. Now, as soon as teams get relegated, it was always the Italian teams that were the teams that would give up. You know, you'd see a team that relegated and suddenly they'd lost six on the bounce and got beat 4-0 every week. It's getting that way in the Premier League. Norwich have given up. You know, Dean Smith knows there's nothing to do. He's giving everyone a chance to look at next season, who he's got for the championship, who he can trust in the season next year. And um, Leicester are a side that I feel that 
their their data's pretty good, the amount of chances they create and the amount they, and on their day they can pick three or four past everyone, as we've seen. They put loads past Liverpool previously, they put loads past Manchester City. So um I think I think Leicester will have a day and I like Leicester minus one and a quarter. Watford take on Everton. That one's also a 7.45 kickoff. Everton uh, looking to secure Premier League safety still. Um, Watford already relegated and building on the point that you just made. Do you feel like this one is made for Frank Lampard's side to go and get a vital three points? Well, it is made for them. And you know that um, a lot of betters in America and all across the globe will be betting Everton very, very heavily. But the thing is, I mean, we've we've got three games of the season gone and and Everton still have the worst array record in the Premier League joint now with Norwich. So now you're being asked to pay minus 120 on Everton. Minus 120 on an Everton side that have only won two matches away from row. They've they've only won back-to-back games in the Premier League once. That was in August. They've obviously done that now with their two wins. They're obviously playing for, for the manager. They're obviously playing for the fans. I mean, some of the videos you've seen from the fans at their training ground and what support they're getting is phenomenal. And and that they, they need, they're playing at the level they should have played. Um, but the thing is, I know Watford have gone down and everyone will look at that. And I think Watford are a good team to oppose. They've lost their last six. Roy Hodgson, Roy Hodgson has relegated his side and he's clapping the team's fans that got him relegated. I mean, I know he's the oldest manager in the in the Premier League, but he lost the plot there, I thought, for a fight two minutes. I know Crystal Palace has been the side that he likes. He's from Croydon, but to clap the opposition side when you've just been relegated, it was a bit, it was a bit of a... Weird, wasn't it? An old, <laughs> so, you know, an old, old man's moment for, for Roy. But um, I, I, I feel that um, Everton will probably win this game and that they, their need is much greater and they'll probably take a huge support down there because Watford fans won't turn up and Everton fans will buy the tickets on the black market and it'll be, it'll be like a home game for Everton. But minus 120 is a price that I just would not entertain given their away record. You know, I know that people will bet them. I know that Bet Rivers will show us the handle on match day and Everton will be probably the worst result in the book because everybody bets the side that needs to win. But a draw isn't a bad result for Everton, really. It's not really that bad. I mean, them back-to-back wins are great. Um, I just can't trust them at minus 120. I know that I know they've won at Leicester, but that was only their second win, and they got the same away record as Norwich. Would you bet Norwich at minus 120 against anyone away from mm-hmm. home in the Premier League? No, you wouldn't. And um, Everton's the same week. I think I, I know I know that everybody will bet them, but um, at plus 120, I could possibly be, torn, be tempted. I think that's a big movement and a bit of bit of a reflection of where they are in in their in the in their need rather than what they've shown all season in the Premier League. Minus 120 is is, is too low. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, moving on to the final game on Wednesday. This one kicks off slightly later. Wolves uh, welcome Manchester City, who are looking to take yet another step towards winning the Premier League. Um, Wolves come into this, obviously, off the back of a good result at Stamford Bridge at the weekend. Yeah, but it was the same old Wolves in the first half, nil-nil in the first half, and the draw landed again in the first half, and then the second half, the goals come over. It was a tale of of, of two two um, halves that game. I mean, Chelsea were brilliant for seventy minutes, and then Wolves Wolves just sort of hit them on the counter attack, and Chelsea were all over the place. Um, I think it was a good time to to face Chelsea. I don't think it's a good time to face Man City. The manager wasn't in the stand for that game. He had COVID, didn't he? I'm not quite sure whether he'd be back. The Wolves manager, but um, I. I 
I, I feel that um, I know that Man City are extremely, extremely low odds, minus four dollars. I mean, that's very, very, very short to to really have a serious bet on. And Wolves at home are thirteen to one. I know people will be looking at it thinking thirteen to one. That's 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 too big to be tempted. But you do get these odd games in in the um, in the Premier League in the final rundowns where where teams do surprise. It, you know, it's it doesn't always um, ha- go to the form book. But I think the way that Man City brushed aside Newcastle yesterday was was absolutely it was a, it was a statement. I mean, I said to you before at the weekend, they always bounce back. Guardiola's sides, I mean, have a disappointment. They bounce back with the performance, and that was a performance. The second half display was incredible. I mean, Newcastle did not even touch the ball. I think the possession at one stage was something like four percent, ninety six and four percent. Now, when you've never seen anything like that, that, that was a boxing fight. Be waved off after thirty seconds of the bout, um, and I think they'll do the same to Wolves. Wolves were were pretty fortunate to get a 2-2 draw against Chelsea. Chelsea gave, gave up with 20 minutes ago, thought they had the job done. The one thing, I've got a couple of angles here. Uh, the last 10 Premier League wins for Manchester City, eight of them, they've won to nil. Um, so that when they win, they very rarely concede in the Premier League. We all know that Wolves don't score many goals. Um, so I like Man City to win to nil here at minus 117. That's a much better way to bet Man City rather than minus $4, minus 117 to win to nil. The other thing I have, I mean, I've looked around. It's usually a prop that Bet Rivers have, but I can't see it on their website as of Monday. But they, some books, on, they do the who'll, which half will score the most goals, the first half or the second half. Well, well Man City are the lowest scorers in the Premier League in the first half uh, and conceded. They've only been 27 goals in their games in the first half in 35 matches. And in Manchester City games on the road, they've only conceded two goals on the road in the first half of a full match. And that, surprisingly, isn't the, the best record. Who do you reckon has got the best record of a team conceding goals in the first half in the Premier League on the road, that is, on the road? On the road? Yeah. Wolves might be up half. there. I mean, Wolves have yeah. only conceded one goal in the first half. Because I know and we they, always talk about that draw bit, yeah. don't we? And and they are a side that normally start games really compact. They're, especially away from home. This is driving trouble here is at home. But I think against Man City, with all the possession you're going to have, you are going to be effectively playing on the road. So that could that stat could come in there. I think the unders are, in the goals at half, at half the first half, I think that, you know, which half will have the most goals? Definitely the second half, you can get that prop. So um, there's a few little angles here. I'll probably stick with the, the Man City to win to nil. But if you like um, the first half unders, I wouldn't put you off that. And if you can get that prop, the second half to have more goals in the first half, definitely on the stats. And also, with the, sorry, one other thing with the Man City games, they keep the ball for so long that the defences get tired. So look, Arsenal used to do it years ago. They, they'd have the ball for ages and ages and ages and people would defend and defend. In the last 10, 15 minutes, they scored two or three. Uh, and that that was how they still win a lot of games. Defenses get tired when they don't get the ball, and uh, Man City and will lose concentration as well. Yeah, they lose tired, lose concentration, and eventually they'll they'll get one opportunity and score. They're patient. The Man City, the most patient football team in the world, football I, I think. And um, apart from two minutes to go in Madrid, that's when they become <laughs> a little bit impatient. Yeah, for sure. Um, that concludes Wednesday's games. Then let's look ahead to the big North London derby on Thursday. Uh, Spurs, I was going to say welcome Arsenal, but it certainly won't be a welcome uh, for the travelling gunners down the road there. Uh, but a big, big game in terms of the top four race here. This is ultimately the decider, isn't it? Well, you build it, you build it up a little bit. I think you are. Building, I mean, it's, it's must win for Tottenham. I still think Arsenal in the box seat, even if they lose this game. I mean, it's not... If, if Tottenham had beaten... 
Liverpool, then yeah, this would have been a tasty, tasty affair. But I think it's lost a little bit of that enticement. I think if Tottenham had beaten Liverpool, then I would be going over the bookings over six or seven or eight, or you know, it would be, it would be a crazy game. But I think it's taken a little bit of an edge off it. It's a much more important game, I feel, for Tottenham than Arsenal. Arsenal will be ha- delighted with a draw here. Um, Tottenham were brilliant against Manchester United. I thought I thought that was probably one of the best performances I've seen from them this season. And I, I'm I'm not. A, I know you've got a. a, a an interest in this game for me from an Arsenal perspective, but I actually don't mind watching Tottenham play. I think they're a side that are much better than what they produce week around. It's their inconsistencies that, that get them in this problem. And I love watching Kane. I love watching Son. And I've been a big advocate of Son all season. And I think he's at the top of his game and he's exceptional. And I don't think he gets the credit he deserves really. Though. And the partnership they've got is phenomenal. Um, as well as that, I think they've done pretty, really well in the in the transfer window with the signings they've brought in, and and I give Tottenham an edge here. Um, they've got a brilliant record against Arsenal at home uh, in recent years. I think I think it was 2014 the last time Arsenal won this fixture in the Premier League, and then they've won in the Cup. Uh, they've only lost one in their at last eight, which was against Brighton, um, and but Arsenal also lost against Brighton. So the form line is very. Very keen, but the one thing I would really, really expect in this game, I know we're going to, going to get a few bookings, but the one thing I do expect is a lot of goals. I, I, I'm really surprised that over two and a half goals is minus one fourteen. If you give, if you look at the history between the fixture and and the nature of the game and the the, the reason why Tottenham have to win it, I think you're going to see a game with a lot of goals. I think both teams to score is a yes is minus one thirty seven. That's cashed in four of the last um, Arsenal games. I mean. Uh, one thing I would say about Arsenal, they've improved massively from an attacking option. And Tekio, who we said last week, would be to score at any time, scored two goals. You know, he, He's good. Martellini's another player, I think. Odegaard is, is another great player. But defensively, they've still got problems. They still have problems defensively. They give, they give away goals. They gave away a goal against a 10-man lead who weren't really off. And they let him back in the game for a little while. Um, so I think there's goals. I, I would lean towards goals. I, I like over two and a half goals here. I can't believe over two and a half goals is minus one fourteen, because it's a it's a must win match for 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 everybody. I think they may be looking at thinking that Arsenal may come in a little bit different. They may come a little bit defensive minded. The draw might is a good or great result for them as long as they avoid defeat. So that could be why the two and a half goal line is minus one fourteen. But on the stats of the season, on the stats of history of this fixture. And on the personnel on the pitch at the moment, and what they're both doing, I, I, I do like the goals. I think over two. I, I think over two and a half goals here at minus one fourteen is 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 a great is a great bet. Brilliant. Let's um let's have your parlay then um of this round of midweek fixtures because I know you've prepared one for us. Uh, so what have you got? Well, I'm going to go. It's three. I mean, we usually we don't give the parlay in the last couple of weeks because I usually put in teams in and around Europe into it, and there's there's handicappers now offering. All the different videos on the Bet Rivers Network, which you can subscribe to, some fantastic content, as we said, uh, and it's good. and also obviously go to the uh, the podcast. And if you, you want it in that kind of format rather than a YouTube, click on the podcast and download the podcast for any show that you want to listen to. But on the parlay this week, I'm going for less than minus one and a quarter against Norwich. Norwich just can see so many goals, and I think Leicester. Will score. The one thing you can guarantee is Leicester is they score, and I think if they get if they get, they can't see Norwich really with a with a depleted side and a lot of youth in that team, I think Leicester will win. Man City to win to nil. Got to go for it against Wolves. They did win one nil early in the season in this fixture uh, in the reverse fixture, but I think eight of the last ten Man City wins in the Premier League have been one to nil, and it's just about getting the job done. 
The only one thing I would be concerned about that is if Villa do manage to beat Liverpool in, on on Tuesday, then I would be slightly worried about that because Man City will be in the, in a great position. The, the draw would suit them as well. And finally, over two and a half goals, Tottenham v Arsenal. Um, the parlay plays just under six to one with Bet Rivers. Um, I like that parlay, six to one. Good stuff. Uh, have you got a uh, best bet of the week for us? Uh, the best bet's goals in your game, Harry. Tottenham v Arsenal, over two and a half goals, minus 114. That's the best bet of this midweek card. I hope there's not too many goals because I don't think my heart can take it. You'll be, it doesn't matter. You'll be fine. It's not It's not like it's, if in this you lose, you'll be fine. It's, it's the next couple of games you've got to do the business. And, uh, and I'll give you the dog of the week, which you're not going to like. I'm going to say there's going to be goals in Tottenham v Arsenal. I actually quite like Tottenham to win. I'm going to go for two dogs of the week. 2-1 Tottenham and 3-1 Tottenham. Plus 750 and at 14-1. They're decent prices. They're tempting prices. Um, but I, I won't be betting on them because I can't bet you on my be own team. But... Of course you won't be betting on them. But the thing is that, <laughs> no, that's, that's you, you, you've got to put your heart that's to it, one side and rule your head. But I, I, just, I just do Tottenham. I feel Tottenham will, will, I think Conte will have them absolutely fired up for this game. And in a tactical battle, however well Arteta's done, I, I would probably, I think Conte's, up there with the best coaches in, in in world football, and I believe that um, he'll have a, he'll have a plan here, and the plan has to be to attack because Arsenal are vulnerable defensively, and um, I think there'll be goals in a very open game. Yeah, should be an interesting one indeed. Okay, uh, that brings us to the end of uh, this preview podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the Bet Rivers Network YouTube channel. Don't forget to subscribe to this show in podcast format if you prefer to take in the content that way. Turn your notifications on so that you get updated every time we drop a new show or video. And we'll be back very, very soon with more. Until next time, take care and uh, enjoy the football. All the best. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.